Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number five of the Take Me to the World musical theater podcast. This is a podcast all about musicals. And on today's episode, I am going to be talking about Hamilton. This isn't going to be an episode where I just like talk about how wonderful Hamilton is for 30 minutes and I, you know, praise Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'll do that a little bit, but I'm going to get into a different aspect about Hamilton. I kind of want to talk about opinions and biases and perspectives perspectives that I had about the show before I saw it and sort of my experience with that. So that's kind of going to be today's topic for this podcast. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, hi, welcome. Thanks for joining us. This is a podcast that's all about musicals. Now, sometimes I talk about a specific musical. Sometimes I'm going to kind of talk about a general topic. If you want to kind of wonder why, or you want to know why I'm, I'm having a podcast about musicals, you can go back and listen to the first episode this podcast, it's available on several different sites. I've got it on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, and on podcast.com. As well, you can go to my website, takemetotheworld.com. That's my travel theater lifestyle blog. There's a podcast category at the top of the page, and you can look up past episodes. For each episode on my blog, I do have an accompanying post that has resources mentioned in this show. So, for example, with this episode, I'll link to where you can listen to um, the original Broadway cast recording of Hamilton, if you haven't seen it, links to where you can get tickets. Uh, right now, Hamilton's in New York, London, and there is two national touring productions going on in various cities in the U.S. I will be spoiling Hamilton. Possibly. I, I can't make any guarantees, but if you've not seen Hamilton and you want to go in spoiler-free, you can see the show if it's near you. Of course, it is kind of hard to get tickets, but one good thing about Hamilton is it is a sung-through musical or sung-slash-wrapped-through musical. So what that means is you can listen to the original Broadway cast from the first song to the last song, and you can understand everything that happens in the show. You know the characters, you know the plot points, it's all there. There's no scenes of dialogue that are missing where you go, oh, I don't understand this. It's all there. Uh, I'm probably going to swear because I'm going to get really excited about Hamilton and as well, this post is not sponsored or endorsed by anybody, so if I recommend something, including a show you should see, like Hamilton, then that's just because I enjoyed it. So let's get on to the main part of our episode. Hamilton, I'm sure most of you have heard about it. It's the smash hip-hop musical about the life of Alexander Hamilton, and it's gotten huge critical acclaim. It's become really popular. It's won tons of awards, both for its Broadway production in New York and the West End production in London. Now, maybe you've heard or seen Hamilton yourself, but even if you haven't, you've definitely heard of this musical. But like I said, this isn't going to be two hours of me talking about how great Hamilton is, not entirely. So my main focus on today's episode is sort of about the biases and the perceptions and the expectations I had about this show before I saw it. As mentioned in episode one, when you see a live stage musical, your experience is going to vary every time you see it. Your perspectives, your biases, your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings, your personal experiences, even the type of day you've had, your mood, it's kind of going to affect how a musical, you know, it's going to color how a musical affects you, how, how you see this performance. My experience of seeing Hamilton, it's a little bit different than what you might expect. Hamilton, it's gotten pretty popular, right? You know, and there's probably a lot of people who haven't had a chance to see the musical yet because tickets can be really hard to come by and they're expensive or, you know, maybe they don't live near one of the cities where Hamilton's being put on, but maybe they've listened to the original Broadway cast recording, or maybe they've watched promo clips of Hamilton on YouTube or seen interviews with cast members from the show on late night TV. Maybe they follow Hamilton productions on social media, you know, or talk to people on the Hamilton Reddit thread. That was not my experience before seeing this show. Now, 
I'm not a hermit. I heard of Alexander Hamilton. I, I knew this show was popular, but there was only one song from Hamilton I'd heard before seeing this musical. I love watching the TV broadcast of the Tony Awards. They happen in June, and they're like the Oscars of the theater world in New York. And with the Tonys, every Best Musical nominee and the Best Revival of a Musical, they get to do kind of a musical performance. So in 2016, the cast of Hamilton did a performance of the song Yorktown, The World Turned Upside Down. And I remember watching this song and, the, uh, and going, oh, this looks real good. This There was all this energy of the people on stage. I, I loved the choreography. I was really intrigued. And I decided that I was not going to see, watch, hear, or learn anything else about Hamilton. Because I knew one day I wanted to see this show for myself. And even though it was only playing in New York City at the time and tickets were impossible to get, and I lived in Edmonton and I didn't have any plans to go to New York, you know, I just knew... I wanted to see Hamilton, and I wanted to go in as spoiler-free as possible. Now, another thing I should mention for those of you who may have not listened to the first episode, or if you don't know me personally, I'm not American, I'm Canadian. And so I didn't have the same sort of historical perspective as seeing the show as somebody who's from the U.S. would. I, I didn't have really much historical knowledge for who Alexander Hamilton was before seeing the show. I'm also going to mention that I didn't see the show in New York, I saw it in London. Now, I spent about two years living in Dublin, Ireland, and when I was there, I found out that Hamilton was going to be coming to London. And because it had been so popular, what the London production decided to do was they decided to kind of do this pre-sale tickets where you could sign up for the email list. You could buy, I think it was like five or six tickets at once. They had this thing because Hamilton's been so popular and, and there's been lots of scalping of tickets and tickets go for like 10 grand on Broadway on scalping sites, which is just ridiculous. They decided to make this rule where... If you bought the tickets, they weren't going to mail them out to you. You had to pick them up the day of the show. You had to have your credit card with you. You had to have the, you know, the, the email confirmation, uh, your ID, so they knew it was you. And then you also had to have anybody else who was in your group who you bought tickets for. They all had to be there with you at the same time. I contacted a few friends back home and I said, you know, hey, Hamilton's coming to London. Does anybody want to use their vacation time and come see Hamilton with me? And a couple of my friends actually got back to me and said, yeah, well, we'll come out to London. We'll use some vacation time. We'll see Hamilton. If, if you don't know me, one of the other things I love in life, aside from musicals, is travel. And I love traveling by myself. So if my friends couldn't come out to London, I would have most definitely gone and seen Hamilton alone. But the fact that my friends could come, it was just a really nice bonus because I hadn't seen him for several months. So there's, I always kind of say it's a little ironic because I was a Canadian living in Ireland, going to the UK to see a musical about a founding father of the US. My perspective, like I said, that's just one of the examples of how different my perspective is. So as a Canadian, like I said, I, I had a completely different experience possibly going to see Hamilton than an American audience would. Now, I'm not trying to say that every American who sees Hamilton has the same experience, but I would assume hopefully that most Americans would have a little bit of historical context about this show before they see it. From what I understand, there, there's a lot in the show that's sort of like, oh, I didn't know that Alexander Hamilton did this or this happened. But I think some of the, the general points, Alexander Hamilton, you know, was the first U.S. treasurer. He fought with Aaron Burr in a duel, and Burr shot and killed him. Stuff about the Revolutionary War, just sort of general points like that. American audiences would probably know before seeing the show, right? My knowledge of Alexander Hamilton before seeing this musical was the following points. I knew he was a founding father of the U.S. I thought maybe he might have been president at some point. That was just kind of a guess. It turns out that was not true at all. And I also knew that he is now dead, and he has been dead for a long time. So I figured at some point in the musical, he would probably die, and we would find out how or see that sort of scene. And that was about it. That's kind of all I knew. I'm not going to speak for everybody in Canada, but in general, I think because Canada is right next to the U.S., 
And the U.S. dominates a lot of pop culture and politics on the world stage, sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for not so good reasons. You know, Canadians, we kind of feel like we know everything about our U.S. neighbors. And I'd say that most Canadians probably know more about U.S. history than Americans would know about Canadian history. But unless you're going to study U.S. history specifically, there's a lot of U.S. history that Canadians don't learn about. We just kind of learn some basic overview points. We don't really study it in depth. I remember in school we kind of studied more 1950s U.S.-Soviet sort of Cold War era onward rather than sort of more of the historical, you know, what happened when the U.S. was first formed as a country. So I knew some general facts and overviews about the period of time where Hamilton takes place. I knew the U.S. signed the Declaration of Independence in 1776. I knew George Washington was the first president. I knew Thomas Jefferson became president at some point, you know, and I knew a couple of those facts about Hamilton. He was a founding father. Now he's dead. But I didn't know who Aaron Burr was. I'd never heard of Marquis de Lafayette or Hercules Mulligan or John Lawrence. I didn't know about Hamilton growing up in the Caribbean and how he came to America later. I didn't know anything about Hamilton's personal life or his family. I knew nothing about the Schuyler family, nothing about his wife Eliza or his sister-in-law Angelica. I didn't know about the political opinions that Hamilton had or how they kind of differed from Thomas Jefferson. I didn't know about, you know, the system of banking and, and all that that he kind of put into place. I didn't know anything about his rivalry with Aaron Burr or Thomas Jefferson or John Adams or... Seems like a lot of other people because Hamilton had a lot of opinions. And there were historical points that occurred in the show that I did not really think about beforehand. For example, I mentioned the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776. I knew the U.S. fought against the British for their independence, but I kind of thought when they signed the Declaration that the fighting ended and everything was good. You know, that j I just was like, okay, well, they signed the Declaration and then it was done. That's not true at all. The fighting kept continuing on till about 1781 and it ended in the Battle of Yorktown. And that wasn't something I really knew or thought about until I saw the show. I remember sitting in the Victoria Palace Theatre in London watching Hamilton thinking, oh yeah, they fought a war for their independence, right? And that's totally different than Canadian history. You know, Canada is a constitutional monarchy. In 1867, the provinces of Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, they came together and did the Dominion of Canada. Now, I'm not going to go into, like, Canadian history and all that. Canada, we didn't really fight a war against the British for our independence. And I think about it, you know, from 1776 when the U.S. signed their Declaration of Independence from the British to 1867 when Canada formed the Dominion of Canada from the British Empire, I kind of thought, well, the British Empire, they had been fighting in a number of wars and battles around the world. And so I think by the time Canada came along, it was like, hey, we kind of want to do our own thing, but we'll stay a constitutional monarchy and we'll keep the king or queen on our money and we'll you know, keep in touch and we'll let you know how we're doing. Britain was probably like, yeah, sure, we don't want to go through the same thing we did with the U.S. That was costly and just awful. U.S. history is a lot different than Canada's, and Hamilton, you know, both the musical and the person, at least as it's presented in the show, kind of exemplifies a sort of revolutionary spirit that embodies America. So no, Hamilton isn't the history of my own country, but that didn't matter because living abroad in Ireland and just traveling in general, I kind of had this different perspective. You know, my perspective wasn't an attitude of, well, Hamilton is about America, not Canada, so why should I care? It's not my history. It all connects, it all matters, and it all shapes the world in which we live. And especially something like the U.S. gaining their independence from Britain, that was a huge event on the world stage, and it shaped the world in which we live in even today. So Hamilton wasn't a musical I saw because I felt this personal connection with the historical narrative, but it did tell a really interesting historical narrative, albeit with a few modifications as I later learned, that was intriguing to learn about that I really enjoyed watching. I'm going to say this wasn't a huge concern, but I was a little worried that Hamilton might be a little too USA is the best, go America, because it was really popular in New York before it got to London. 
And it was originally marketed, I believe, as Hamilton, an American musical. So I kind of thought, well, did audience just like this show because it talked about how great the U.S. is and how great U.S. history is? Uh, no. Hamilton's actually really critical of the U.S. and some of its historical figures, like Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, etc. They're portrayed as people who are flawed, like all people. And I was actually really surprised at how well Hamilton critiques different American political ideas and different systems, but does so in a way that's thoughtful, not just screaming out, you're fucking stupid idiots, sheeple. Well, open your eyes, you know? The stuff it's critiquing within the show, it's not just stuff that's specific to the U.S. in general. It works onto a broader theme of our larger society. So you don't have to be American to enjoy Hamilton. There's a lot of different themes and motifs in Hamilton. And if you're wondering what a motif is, it's sort of like a musical, a line of music or, or a lyric that sort of repeated itself in the show that has, a, you know, gives depth to characters general theme in the show to a plot point in the show and one of the lines George Washington sings that's one of his motifs it's one of the motifs of the show in general is the line history has its eyes on you and it has three meanings so first is the meaning in the show itself so the first time George Washington says this line Hamilton hasn't fought in any battles in the Revolutionary War at this point, and he's getting pretty antsy and he wants to fight. Washington tells Hamilton, history has its eyes on you. So it's basically like Washington saying to Hamilton, the shit you're gonna do is gonna affect other people, like your wife, who you don't know is completely pregnant right now. So maybe just don't rush headfirst into battle. Maybe think about what you're doing. Don't be a damn fool. The second is this idea that we, the audience and society in general, how we judge our past history. You know, history has its eyes on you. We're looking back at these historical figures in this show and kind of judging how their actions have had effects that led up to our present date. And then the third meaning is how are we going to be judged today by future generations? Are we making the best decisions for our future? So yes, Hamilton's the story of an American historical figure, and in many ways it's sort of the story of America itself, but it's not like the themes of the show are things only Americans can understand. Hamilton is very universal in its themes, and like that history has its eyes on you. That's just one of several themes in the show. So if you're Canadian or Irish or British or French or Italian or Indian or any other nationality, and you're wondering, will I need a US history degree to enjoy this show? You know, can I enjoy this show? The answer is no, you don't need a history degree in U.S. history. And yes, you can definitely enjoy Hamilton even if you're not American. All right, so before I get on to the next assumption, I kind of want to talk about an assumption I did not have, and that was about the casting. Now, if you don't know, one thing that's kind of unique about Hamilton is that it casts people of color and people of ethnic minorities in the historic roles of mostly white men and women. I didn't kind of read comments about this beforehand because, like I said, I wanted to go in spoiler-free as possible, but afterwards I did see comments like, how could a black man play George Washington? That doesn't make any sense. But that was never a concern for me because I knew this musical was popular, and I think one of the reasons why it was popular is because the people in the show were fucking good at their jobs. You know, all the performers in the show, they can sing, they can dance, they can act. They make emotional connections with the audience while making us think about the themes relating to this show. The color of someone's skin or their ethnic background or their nationality or their sexual identity or orientation or anything else like that was not relevant to whether or not they could play this part or whether or not they should play this part. So when you see Hamilton, yeah, there's going to be a wide variety of people within this show, but that just makes it even better because one of the larger themes of this show is about legacy and how we don't get to decide how our legacy is told in the future. So by having a diverse cast and using rap and hip-hop to tell the story of mainly white slave-owning men, you know, in, at this time period, it changes our perspective. It changes the narrative. Musicals have traditionally been very, very white. It's gotten a lot better. There's a lot more diversity now. And I think 
you know, show like Hamilton really helps us. But there's a lot of roles where somebody who is black or Asian, you know, they might not be cast in a musical because of that. And it it just kind of makes me sad to think that, you know, there's a barrier in that way. And somebody who might want to be in a musical couldn't be in a musical because of something as stupid as, you know, the color of your skin. So I think Hamilton's great for the fact that it has this diverse casting. The musical is so goddamn good. It doesn't matter who's playing the part of Hamilton or Washington or anybody else in the show. If they're doing a good job, you know, like I said, if they're singing, they're dancing, they're, they've, they've got the emotional connection with the audience, that's all you need. You don't need somebody's, some, some white man to necessarily play George Washington. The casting, that was never an issue for me. One thing I, I was kind of worried about was whether or not Hamilton was going to be a musical, which kind of sounds dumb. But like I said, I tr- really tried to keep my knowledge of Hamilton before seeing the show to minimum. But I kind of kept seeing these comments along the lines of, I usually hate musicals, but I loved Hamilton. So I wondered if Hamilton was going to be like a musical, like the ones that I know and love. And I knew Hamilton had a lot of rap and hip hop to it. So I kind of wondered, was Hamilton just going to, was the show just going to be a giant rap battle? Was it going to be just Alexander Hamilton standing on stage and rapping for two hours? And not to say that that's bad. And after I saw the show, the way they kind of incorporate the rap and the hip hop elements, really fantastic. And there's a couple of rap battles in the show that were just really great. But I did, I wondered like, would the things I love about musicals not be in Hamilton? And maybe you're wondering, well, what do I like about musicals? Is it for performers to break out into jazz hands at any time? I mean, yeah, that's fantastic, but it's not a deal breaker for me. I don't think there was any jazz hands in La Mis, but I love that musical. No, what I love about musicals are the music and the melodies. I am a sucker for people singing in harmonies. I love those musical numbers where everybody in the cast sings at the same time, but they're all singing something different. I love amazing costumes and props and sets. I love musicals with great choreography that support the story and the characters in the show. I love musicals with interesting characters where you can understand their motivations for doing things, even if you wouldn't do the same thing yourself. And I love musicals where the characters change and grow. I love lyrics that can say several things with just one line. I I love a plot where I, I go, oh shit, I didn't expect that to happen. I love uh, songs that make me cry. I love songs that make me smile and lift my spirits. I love hearing different musical and lyrical themes and motifs that relate to character or plot point or larger theme about the show or society in general. I love musicals that are smart and don't dumb stuff down to their audience. I love musicals that give me goosebumps. And I love a musical I can listen to again and again and pick up something new every time I hear it. And holy fuck balls, Hamilton has all of that. All of those points, all of the things that I love about a musical, it has them all. It's still a musical. Yes, there's hip hop and rap. It's a little bit different than, you know, say, seeing The Music Man, but there's still a lot of kind of more traditional musical type songs. For example, in Act 2, Aaron Burr sings The Room Where It Happens. That's a very sort of like Broadway kind of musical type of song. And the way the musical kind of blends this sort of traditional kind of musical side with this sort of new hip hop rap kind of modern side, it's fantastic. They do it in a way that it doesn't feel unnatural. I was kind of worried that in past musicals where they've sort of been rap or hip-hop, I won't speak about In the Heights, that was Lin-Manuel Miranda's other musical that he did before the show, and it won a lot of Tony's. It did really well. I hadn't, I've only kind of just been listening to it now after I've seen Hamilton, and it has some rap and hip-hop, but kind of more traditionally, like anytime a composer's sort of tried to put a rap in a musical, it's just kind of sounded awkward and takes you out of the show. This musical does it they blend these two worlds so well together that you don't really notice like, oh, now they're rapping, now they're now it's kind of hip-hop, now it's sort of more traditional Broadway. It just is what it is. It's all together and it all flows so well. 
this musical, it, it does a lot of kind of shout outs to different artists in the hip hop and rap community. And I caught a couple of them. Like, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I know some hip hop and rap. I'm It's not a genre of music I know everything about, you know, so I caught some of the references, but I didn't catch all of them. And then at the same time, there's also little shout outs to other musicals and musical theater composers that the show did. And again, I got some of them, but I didn't get all of them. So that's one of the fun things you can go back and you can kind of listen to go like, oh, what, what did I miss? Like, Hamilton is a show I can listen to again and again and discover something new every time I hear it. And I think this is a show most definitely if you somehow were magical and could afford tickets to see the show every time, you could go back and see Hamilton again and again and you could notice something different every time. And of course, every time you see a musical, it's going to be a different experience and could be different actors on the show and, and all that sort of stuff. But I, I know there'd be something in the staging where I'd go, oh, I didn't notice that and that represents that or that's a symbol for that or something like that. Like there'd just be something like that that would happen. Because this musical, every time I hear it, I notice something different. Like, here's an example. So there's the song, The Ten Dual Commandments. It takes place, General Charles Lee and John Lawrence are going to have a duel. And the song kind of sets up the rules for how men dueled back in the day. And then it sets up the duel. At one point, when talking about the third commandment, you hear Aaron Burr in the chorus say, most disputes die and no one shoots. Well, they, they sing it. There's a couple other times you hear this sort of Ten Dual Commandment melody or a version of it. But the last time you hear it is at the end of the musical in the song The World Was Wide Enough. And this is a song where Aaron Burr and Hamilton are going to have their duel. Now, at this exact same line in the song, in this version of the song, only the chorus says the line, most disputes die and no one shoots. Why is that? Because for Burr, the dispute did not die. He was the one who challenged Hamilton to a duel. Oh, and he also fucking shoots Hamilton. That's just one example of a fun discovery you can find in this show. And there's tons of other stuff when I listen to this musical that make me go, holy shit, this line melody or whatever means this. Dadoy. This show is really smart and it makes you think. And after seeing Hamilton listening to it for like six months straight, I can totally understand why it won all the awards. I get why Lin-Manuel Miranda got the MacArthur Genius Grant for the show. It's fucking brilliant. I loved Hamilton. I saw it in London. I will say that it is important to remember that you probably are not seeing the original Broadway cast when you go to see Hamilton. Everybody in the original Broadway cast has now left the show. It's been, you know, over two years. They've all moved on to different things. Whether you see it in New York or London or you see a national tour or someday it gets a license to be played in community theaters, you're not going to see the original cast. And I think that's important to remember because, like I said, when I saw the show, I saw it in London. I saw it with the original London cast. I mean, I love the original Broadway cast. I love listening to that. But I, I, love, I really love seeing the London cast. And the way they interpreted the characters and the way the songs are sung, you know, it's going to be different with every, every performance is going to have a different interpretation of a song. And I think that's important to remember. I didn't listen to the cast recording other than, you know, hearing that song Yorktown one time watching the Tony Awards. So I didn't have a, you know, perspective of, oh, it has to sound like this. It should sound like this. This performer should be like this. You know, I didn't have that. But one of my friends, she had been listening to the cast recording before she saw the show in London with me. And she was a little bit disappointed by a couple of the performances because she was like, well, it's not the same as the original. But that's the thing. It's not going to be the same. It's going to be different. It's a different legacy, if you will, to go with one of the themes of the show. That's one of the reasons why I'm really glad I didn't see or listen to the show beforehand, you know, because I, I didn't have that sort of mindset of, oh, well, this isn't the same. This is different. This is because it's not going to be the same. So listen, if, if you can't go see Hamilton, because I, I do know that it's, you know, it's only playing a few cities and tickets are hard to come by and they're quite expensive if you can get them. So if you can't see the show, 
I, I do recommend you can listen to it. It is a sung through musical or a sung through slash rapped musical, like I said. And I did read that Lin-Manuel Miranda kind of did it that way, so people who couldn't see the show would still be able to listen to it and enjoy it. I am really glad that I got to go in spoiler-free for myself and that I didn't set up these expectations of how the performances should be for this show. Now, of course, I did have an expectation of maybe it was going to be really cheesy rapping and really bad, but that's really dumb. Now looking back on it, obviously Hamilton won a bunch of awards because it was a good show. It's gotten critical acclaim from like everybody and their dog because people are enjoying it. Let's be honest, not everybody enjoys rap and hip-hop, but I think Hamilton's one of those musicals where if, if you like rap and hip-hop, you can like this show. If you like more traditional Broadway stuff, you can like this show. If you like learning about U.S. history, you can like this show. So even if you don't have knowledge and all of those things, chances are you're kind of going to be familiar with one of those things or be interested in one of those things. And if you are, then Hamilton's a wonderful musical to see. Now, right now, Hamilton is playing on Broadway in New York. It's playing in London. And there's two U.S. tours, I believe, that have kind of been going around the United States. And Broadway Across Canada, who does the, um, the big national tours for different shows across the country in the major cities, they have announced that not this season, but next season, the 2020-2021 season, Hamilton will be coming. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Who knows where I'll be, if I'll even be living where Hamilton's playing, but if it is, I'm going to go see it. And if you happen to be in Canada, when it comes to all the major cities, you know, I, I'm not 100% sure which cities are getting it. I know Edmonton is for sure. Definitely hop on the chance to get tickets because it is an amazing show. That will be it for this episode. Thanks very much for tuning in. And as always, if you'd like to know more about the resources I mentioned in this podcast, including like where to listen to Hamilton or see the show, you can head to the resources page on takemetotheworld.com, click on the podcast category at the top of the page, and then go to this episode, which is episode Number five, that's where you'll find all of the resources as well, where you can listen to this podcast again and subscribe to hear future episodes. On the next episode of this podcast, I'm going to be talking about opening numbers in musicals, uh, going through why opening numbers are used, and kind of talking about a few opening numbers that I really love and why they're so effective. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast to be notified of the upcoming episodes. Thanks very much for listening once again, and I hope everybody has a great day. Bye.